Hello. Hi. How are you, Katie? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. How's your week Yay. been? Um, it's Monday. It is Monday. That is true. Anything exciting happened to you? Katie? I can't hear you, Katie. Hmm. Are you there? I think we may have lost Katie. Katie, if you can hear me, text me. Um, we seem to have dropped you. Um, I'll go ahead and, and introduce the rest of the show, but I'm not sure what's going on with your your feed there. Um, so, yeah, text me. Um, anyway, welcome back to uh, The Smoking Nun. Tonight we're going to be talking about um, something that is rather serious, and with it being Pride Month, I think it's important that we um, tackle this issue. Um Hold on one second. Let me see if I can. It's doing the blue screen again. Okay, one second, everybody. I'm not sure why it's cutting Katie off. There, now you're back. It keeps like saying that the host is disconnected. That's weird. I haven't yeah. disconnected you. I can hear you now, though, so that's good. Um, I was just asking you if anything exciting happened to you this week. Um, uh, beauty and why I'm frozen. Look at my face. I think you're catching up now. Now you seem, now you're good. Now, now your smile is caught up, I think. <laughs> my lips were like, flowing on. This is ridiculous. I think, um, for whatever reason, um, I think that when it goes out and processes, it, it, it's usually synced up, but um, yeah, you're having some like. It, it is it could be something with your connection, maybe because you're 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 kind of choppy. No, I have a really good. I don't know. Um, let me this see. This is if you... weird. Let me see. Uh, one second, everyone. Okay. Let me see if that if that maybe works. Um, I, I turned down the resolution on your end just a little bit. Maybe that will... Look, now I'm not... Now you're good. Now yes, you look good. Now, now I'm you look good. good. Stable. Okay. okay. Thank um, you. So, anything, did anything exciting happen with, with you this past week? Um, I just got two letters from lawyers threatening to sue me, so nothing new. <laughs> uh, oh. It, it, for what reason? And who are you able to say who? Uh, Tati Westbrook. Oh, you got a, a big mm -hmm. fish going after you. Yeah. Yep. So how did you get involved in the middle of um of, of this drama? Well, so I've been covering it because she sells these like crazy wooey vitamins, you know, and um, she has been like bullying this other influencer or she hasn't been she wrote she did a whole video on it no if anyone lives under a rock they should know that um the whole thing went viral and it was like 70 million views and um 
I just started covering the story and then I started sort of digging into the past because so many questions were left unanswered and I wrote an article that kind of upset them mm. and um, got two really aggressive letters to my publisher um, for cease and desist and um, I took the article offline for a couple days and I reformatted it and then I dropped it again today with a lot more receipts because and a lot more sources so that they can't and I took out some of the verbiage that they thought was whatever but it's like they don't want anything on line that's like not doesn't fit their narrative that she's like this wholesome person and mm -hmm. you can't like you can't force someone to take something offline just because it's not favorable right yeah um so you just you've had everybody and their brother after you here lately <laughs> haven't you Mm-hmm. I was actually, I was talking to my, um, so the crazy thing is, you guys, is um, BeliefNet is the company that owns Patheos, and they're, like, this really ultra-right, uh, conservative, like, Christian media company. Um, but, like, the people that work there are, like, super cool. It's really weird. And um, the guy that's, like, my guy, his name is Phil, and I was like talking to him today and he was just like, well, you, you're just one of those journalists where you poke the bear a lot. Yeah. And the type of, the type of work that you do exposes things mm -hmm. and brings things to light that people don't want brought to light. So the nature of the beast is that you're going to upset people and some people are going to fight back. Sure. And you just, you just have to get used to it. Absolutely. Well, keep rocking the boat. I think that's great. Um, I feel so, like if you get someone up, I feel like if you're like, think of it in this context. She has 70 million views of that video and her average video on YouTube gets about a million views. Mm -hmm. My article had 30,000 views. She was worried about 30,000 views to a million views that she gets a day. She's probably a narcissist. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Well, just um, keep doing what you're doing though. I think it's great. So let's start out with uh, nonsense news, and let's, let's find out what's going on in uh, the world of headline stupid. Um, first story, a male student uses Snapchat's gender filter to pose as an underage girl who was 16, leading to a cop's arrest. Whoa! And just so you, yeah, just so you know, this is the filter. Uh, this is the, the individual who did it and the, um, the the sort of before and after. But it says a California uh, college student desperate to take down child predators posed as an underage girl using Snapchat's uh, gender filter and allegedly caught a cop looking to hook up with a minor. The student, who is a 20-year-old named Ethan from San Francisco, used the feature which transforms male faces into female faces uh, to disguise himself as a 16-year-old girl named Esther. Ethan then created a Tinder account and quickly received a message from a man named Rob. And after doing research, Ethan determined the man was uh, San Mateo Officer Robert Davies. I believe he messaged me, are you going to have some fun tonight? And I decided to take advantage of it, Ethan told NBC. Uh, Ethan explained he continued to speak with Davies on a messaging app called Kick, still uh, posing as Esther, and told him that she was only 16. Um, the... Uh, Ethan then says it got more explicit as it went on, and then on May 11th, Silicon Valley Crime Stoppers received a tip from Ethan, who explained he had been um, 
posing as the 16-year-old. Um, the police discovered that Ethan had began chatting with the police officer on Tinder. Uh, the two switched kicks where they acknowledged that um, Esther was 16. Um, Davies was arrested on June the 6th after detectives obtained a felony arrest warrant. He was charged with contacting a minor to commit a felony, according to the statement. Now, here's my question. You've seen those. Yeah. Um, you've seen To Catch a Predator, right? Yes. Okay, so we, we know that most likely people are, and, and with the rise of YouTube and things, there are a lot of channels, and Anxiety War is one that comes to mind, that uh, it's a guy that poses as... Um, an underage individual and sets these guys up to meet and yeah. um, how are people this stupid I don't know especially an officer like this yeah, uh, an officer is somebody that that is is actively going to be pursuing something like this so how in the hell can somebody fall for that now I don't know I wrote an article I like covered an article a couple months ago, maybe six months ago, where it was a CPS worker. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yikes. It's like of kids, you know, like. Hmm. I, I remember the. I, it's weird. I remember the rabbi one um, with To Catch a Predator where the um, he was a, he was a rabbi and he just, it looked like a deer in headlights when he got caught. But yeah, you, I mean, you just, you're not going to get away with that these days. Um, a man sued a hotel for a, um, an accident when he jumped from the balcony to dazzle his friends. So, Ouch. Yeah, but wrap your head around this. He's suing the hotel when he's the one that jumped. What? Yep, there's the images of him right there. But um, a, a young man was on the Spanish Isle of Mallorca. Um, he demanded that the resort where he stayed pay the medical bill following a fraudulent accident in the pool. The man was left with considerable injuries, such as a fractured um, clavicle and some broken ribs. So he asked the hotel to take care of the hospital expenses for more than 33,000 euros. According to what was published um, in the newspaper, the lie of the young man was revealed after the heads of a hotel contacted the insurance company to carry out the investigation of the accident that occurred. The, uh, the young man said that the injuries had been caused by a fall he suffered when he left the hotel pool. However, the insurance company had only to resort to social media networks to discover that it was a fraud. So his friends posted these images of him jumping from the balcony and mm -hmm. discovered that it wasn't a fall from the pool. But in fact, the idiot jumped from the balcony down to the pool. Oh my god. And look, he doesn't even make this it. I can't even say. Oh, ouch. Okay, I couldn't see on that screen. <laughs> yeah. I know it's kind of blur it's kind of blurry for you, but yeah, it's not a um it's not a it's not a good landing. Spain, uh, you said? What's that? Was that in Spain? Yes. Yeah. Mallorca is what you meant. There you go. I like that. Yes. Mallorca. Say that again? Mallorca. Mallorca. Cool. That's, yeah. Okay. Um, this is one of my favorite stories. A light rail opponent. Um, God killed the former congressman Ed Pastor because he supported mass transit. God does not like trains. Um, 
one of the original leaders of the anti-light rail movement in southern Phoenix, claims that God judged Congressman Ed Pastor for bringing death to the community by supporting light rail and punished him with a fatal heart attack. This is the anti-light rail movement. What's yes, that? <laughs> apparently it's a thing. Apparently it's a thing. Um, at a city council meeting, um, uh, uh, Celia Cortez told council members that she was coming in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with a message. Stop the light rail or punishment will continue. Now, here's the oh thing. Oh, my God. Do, you, do we really think, okay, let's grant that, that, that God is real just for a second. Yeah. With all the things that are going on in the world, do we really think he's, he's concerned with uh, light rail in no, Phoenix? No. He's actually he's too busy helping, helping athletes like win. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Game. Yeah, yeah. Or NASCAR. You know, that's a big thing, yeah. too. Yeah. Now, or Grammys, because that's the first. <laughs> yes. Those are the first people that get the get I thing. Thank God for yeah. um, it was unclear to the audience where um, she was going with her remarks, but the council soon learned. Um, Cortierrez, who operates a window tinting shop on Central Avenue, handed members a flyer that featured a photo of. Um, Ed Pastor, who died of a heart attack in November. The flyer also documents a conversation Cortierre says she had with God, where God said he gave Pastor a heart attack because he was the architect of the light rail and warned that he would continue to judge those who supported the transport. Why? What is wrong with the light? I don't get it. Why I, are they mad well, at the probably, rail? probably what happens, and it doesn't say, it doesn't go into detail in this, but what I think probably happens is the uh, eminent domain where the state came in to take land um f you know to make this rail and these are people that got caught up in or their land was taken or maybe they should they oh. think they should have got more for it and so this is now they're saying that um this guy died because he supported it and it was god's punishment for um for yeah but so just keep in mind god does not support trains at all. God hates trains, but God, he loves NASCAR, and he's really into touchdowns. Yeah, that's what, there you go. For those protesters, you know, that are protesting pride or whatever, take down the signs that say um, "God hates fags" and put up "God hates trains." That's more accurate. <laughs> that's way more accurate. Okay, uh, some other geniuses here. Um, thieves steal a U-Haul that had a casket in it with a dead body inside. <laughs> We're about to find out. We're about to find out. Uh, police say that thieves have stolen a U an SUV with an attached U-Haul trailer with a casket inside. Albuquerque police say that the heist occurred early Monday at a residence inn, and the casket was later found not too far from the site it was taken. Authorities say the casket contained the body of the victim's father-in-law. The U-Haul was located after police searched for a black 2005 Chevy Trailblazer with Oklahoma license plates. Uh, police said the deceased man's daughter and her husband were on their way from Oklahoma to bury him. So I guess they were. Uh -uh. I, I mean, the the thing is, like, the these thieves stole this U-Haul thinking that it would be full of like people moving, like so you know TVs, that sort of thing. Um, and yeah. what wound up happening is they they stole it, took it somewhere, opened it up, saw the casket, left the the thing there, obviously because you know who you wouldn't go meddling in a casket. But yeah, the bigger question here, I think, is. Why are you U-hauling with a casket and your your father-in-law yeah. inside of it? Why is your brother in the casket? And why do you really care about him that much that you just shoved him in a U-haul? We may not we may not know all the you know the details, but 
the thieves. Where was this? Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. This no arrests. Be, this, would have been more, this would have been a more appropriate Florida story. Yeah, it would have. Um, no arrests have been made, in case you're wondering. Um, yeah. This is some. Now, the last two stories, as always, are going to be the ones that, that make you angry. Um, oh, 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 before you start on this, I'll yeah. say something. Sure. This, the bleach stuff, you know, I, I saw this I saw this article, like, and I was like, I got the NBC people to sort of, like, get interested in writing this, and then mm-hmm. they didn't include me or whatever. But anyway, um, I have made it onto the Hall of Shame in Carrie, on, like, Carrie Rivera's, like, Face, like her website, like all of the like culty people that are into Miracle Mineral Solution, I have officially been like assigned the Hall of Shame for writing about the dangers of it. Congrats! Yes! Congratulations! That's that's uh, that's nice work. Hall of Shame member there. Yeah. Did God, you get a trophy? God, I don't know. God damn it! That bitch is against bleach. We we need to find out if you get a trophy. Display that, display that shit. Um, this story is, um, it's just gonna, it's, it's just a, one of those, it'll just piss you off. Fake science led a mom to feed bleach to her autistic sons and police did nothing to stop her. Um, Laurel Austin documented her son's, her son Jeremy's first dosing of chlorine dioxide on YouTube. In the 30-second video broadcast to 4,465 subscribers, Jeremy, um, who is 27, sits at a kitchen table as his mother narrates his mood. Then his arms seem to involuntarily twist around one another, and he screams into his forearm before taking a bite of a banana. Um, Here's to hoping and praying, she says. Um, Austin is a photographer in Kansas and a mother of six, four of whom are adults with autism. According to her Facebook post, she has tried almost every fad online to cure the autism um, and now has um, resorted to treatments for, uh, for heavy metal poisoning, hormone therapies used in chemical castration, and natural remedies such as cilantro and algae. For the last year, according to her social media posts and documents from a police investigation, Laurel has been giving two of her adult sons, Jeremy and Joshua, chlorine dioxide or bleach. The FDA warns the solution amount uh, warns that the solution amounts to industrial bleach, and doctors say it can cause irreparable harm when ingested. Um, yep. And the this goes on to talk about a little bit about their their sort of um, their daily life, but when um, when this was brought to the police, let me see if we can find that out. Um, health information has started to infiltrate more mainstream. Um, the police, the the Kansas City authority, uh, Kansas City authorities' lack of response has baffled um, Bradley Austin, who is a caregiver who feels he's run out of options. Um, actually, that's his fa- their father, who, who feels he's run out of options for protecting his son against their mother's um, treatment. Uh, basically, what's happening is that the police um, aren't getting involved, and they're not giving the father a clear indication as to why. Do you have any guesses as to why the police, in this case, wouldn't get involved? Well... See, he's what, 27? Yeah. 
I'm sure part of it has to do with the whole, like, the, I'm guessing part of it has to do with, like, it, there, it should have, it's a social services thing, maybe? I don't know. Wait, did, whose name did you just say that did the Hall of Shame? Carrie Rivera. Okay, they mentioned her in this. It says that, um, according to investigation notes, after speaking to Bradley Austin, the officers went to um, Laurel Austin's home. She told the officers she was following um, Riviera's um, chlorine dioxide yeah. protocol, and she'd seen improvement in her son's behavior since she'd begun giving them the solution. The police both observed both Joshua and Jeremy and determined they seemed to be happy and in good health and neither appeared to be in pain. Oh, boy. I mean... Like, do you really have... If you even if they're adults though, right? Let's say, yes, they are adults, but they obviously need um, they they're both autistic, so they it's not like they can make every decision for themselves that's in their best interest. You know what I'm saying? So shouldn't that come into play here? Katie. Like. It's a gray area. Mm. And Hello. Hello. Am I can I hear you. Yeah. I can hear you fine. Katie. Katie? Uh, let's see. Katie, I'm. What? Katie, you might want to you might want to close out and call, and come back in. See if you see if see if you can refresh. Hit the refresh button. You hit the refresh button. I'll go to the next story while you we see. If we, Katie, hit refresh. See if that works. Your your connection's low. Okay, um, I'm gonna go to the next story while she refreshes. Um, and this is sort of um, this is a sort of a, a tail end to, or it has to do a lot with um, what a lot of us are doing with the NIFB. Um, the the hate cult that is advocating uh, first of all they're putting they, they put on the make America straight again conference and they advocate for um, the death of uh, people of the LGBTQ community and they are um, just a very very vile group and um, I'm not saying that this this cop has anything to do with that group but it's sort of it's in line with what we saw from uh, from from them, uh, this is Grayson Fritz, who is a Knox County, Tennessee sheriff's detect uh, sheriff's detective, who called the LGBTQ people um, filthy and freaks, and says the Bible calls for their execution. Now, something to keep in mind while I'm reading this story is that this is a law enforcement officer. He's a detective. 
this is someone that if something happens to someone in the LGBTQ community, if they are a victim of a, a hate crime or if they are um, threatened or if anything happens, these um, these individuals should be able to trust that they can call someone like Fritz and be protected. But in openly saying the things that he says out loud, how can you trust that when you are in need and you need somebody to call that someone like this isn't going to show up? And if they do show up, what's going to happen then? Um, a sermon in which a minister, who is also a sheriff's detective, called for the execution of LGBTQ people has led into an investigation by authorities in Knox County, Tennessee. Grayson Fritz gave the sermon on June the 2nd at All Scripture Baptist Church in Knoxville, where he's a pastor. Um, the Bible says the powers that are ordained of God and God has instilled in the power of civil government to send the police in 2019 out to these LGBTQ freaks and arrest them. He said in the sermon, which was posted to Facebook, we will have a trial for them. And if they are convicted, then they are to be put to death. Do you understand that? It's a capital crime to be carried out by our government. All the pride, uh, this, he goes on to say this, all the pride parades, man, hey, call the riot teams. We got a bunch of them. Get the paddy wagon out there. We got a bunch of them going to jail. We got a bunch of them. We're going to get convicted because they've got their pride junk on and they're professing what they are. They're a filthy animal, he continued. He was basing his sermon entitled Sodomite Reprobates on the King James Version. King James Version was also, or King James himself was gay, just a little side note. Um, version of the Bible uh, in the book of Leviticus, which says in chapter 20, verse 13, If a man also lie with mankind, as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. A few days before delivering the sermon, which came on the Sunday of LGBTQ Pride Month, Fritz, a 20-year county employee, requested early retirement from the Knox County Sheriff's Department. Sheriff Tom Spangler told uh, local media Wednesday that Fritz is on paid sick leave until the effective date of his retirement, which is July the 19th. Let me get through this article and then we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. I want to be very clear that it is my responsibility to ensure equal protection to all citizens of Knox County, Tennessee, under the law, my oath in the United States Constitution, without discrimination or hesitation, Spangler added. Rest assured that I have and I will continue to do so. The Knox County District Attorney... Um, District Attorney General um, Allen said it's, her office is looking into the matter. As district, as district Attorney, I have dedicated my career to the belief that justice is blind and that people are entitled to equal protection of the law, um, and I will continue to do so. And we will not um, prosecute. We will prosecute fairly and justly based upon the law and the evidence without prejudice, bias, or discrimination against any kind. Um, the the news about Fritz's sermon first reported um, today alarmed LGBTQ rights advocates. It's reprehensible what uh, when people use religion and their position in law enforcement to attack our community. Um, this is why we celebrate. Uh, this is let me skip over that because that's not uh, the All Scripture Baptist Church includes its belief in the death penalty 
for homosexuality in doctrinal statement on its home page. It also says that the church considers the King James Version of the Bible to be perfect, uh, to be the perfect preserved word of God without error. Hmm. Where to begin on that one? The translation of the Bible was commissioned in the 17th century by King James I of England, believed by many historians to also have been a gay man. Oh, that's got to hurt. In his Wednesday night sermon at the church, um, Fritz defended the June 2nd message and said he never intended for citizens to execute gay people, but that it, it, is, it is instead the job of the government. He said other churches are weak and spineless for not endorsing this penalty and added just as much as God loves, God hates. Put homos to death. End quote. Hey, you're back. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. There's something going on with my like internet right now. Yeah, um, you seem to be coming through better. I looked at your before you closed out. I looked at your um, like how much data was you know coming in between the two of us, and it was really low. Yeah. So you're coming in strong now. Um, oh. I'll read this last. Uh, I read this last paragraph again, and you'll you'll get caught up with the story. In Wednesday's night sermon at the church, Fritz defended the June second message and said that he never intended for citizens to execute gay people, but that it, it is instead the job of the government. He said that other churches are weak and spineless for not endorsing this uh, penalty, and added that just as much as God loves, God hates. Put homos to death. Shortly before the Wednesday service began, someone left a note outside the church accompanied by a pride flag. It read, Dear Pastor Fritz, I don't know what happened to you, but I am so sorry. Love thy neighbor. Now, that person who did that is a much better individual than I am because yeah. um, I have I have words for Fritz, but it's not anywhere near that kind. There are two, uh, there, there are two main points to take away from here. Number one, this is why when a lot of people ask, uh, well, you know, I get that you're you're anti-theist, but why do you, why do you gotta push, um, and and talk bad about religion? You know, why can't you just leave it alone and let people believe whatever they want to believe? Because this is what happens when people believe whatever they want to believe, when people yeah. are left to their own devices, when religion goes unchecked. Uh, these people are, as you see here, people in the in the government working for the state in our community policing people these yeah. individuals that we should be able to turn to in in times of um other people uh pushing hate or threatening or discriminating we should be able to call people like the police but with right. people like him here who is also a pastor you can't you can't be certain what fritz is going to do Right. In the, in that case. And the thing is, if religion goes unchecked, if religion goes um, not fought against or pushed back against, these people will continue to multiply in our government. And it will it could eventually get to where the people who are writing the laws are considering putting gay people to death because their God said so. Right. I just, this story is unbelievable to me. Well, and they're the same people that are writing laws. The females feed it. The compass is equivalent to the entire, like, life of a human. It's in, like, category. Right. 
it it's um it's it's infuriating um i don't think that he should i don't think that he should get his retirement you missed that part he's um he's a couple weeks away from retiring he's on paid sick leave following these statements so people's tax dollars are continuing to pay this this piece of shit while um while he's uh, while he's just kicking back and relaxing until retirement and he gets you know a a a, a pension um which right. our tax dollars pay for i think that's outrageous and there should be a cost to these sort of statements undoubtedly and he's still a cop well not technically he's he's retiring in two weeks so they they've put oh. him on paid sick leave following these announcements so he's just he's he's um getting paid until his retirement kicks in in two weeks i feel like they never get like i feel like it, what state is this in tennessee. tennessee i feel like in some of these southern states it's like they have zero compassion it's so driven and like overwrought by like the bible belt and like churches that they just have zero capacity to see any human being beyond well, yeah. like person you ain't from around here are you no um yeah so fuck you fritz i hope yeah. you um i hope you find a early retirement and not in the sense that you're thinking yeah Stop. Um, Frida, stop. so we're talking about oh hey frida we're talking <laughs> about as you can see um right here to my my uh my left we're going to be talking about <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's adorable oh my god now the dogs are gonna uh -oh. bite that's adorable uh, we're gonna be talking about cyberbullying, um hate crimes because it's it, it's pride month and um, a lot of people especially young people um, we're gonna be focusing on um what a lot of people go through in social media with cyberbullying and and what is a hate crime what are the statistics on it? Um, but the question that I have to start out things, um, Katie, is is social media yeah. a more of a net positive or a net negative on people's lives? What's your opinion on that? I think it depends. I think you use social media. Um, and I think, you know, if you're engaging in a positive manner on social it can be very positive for you um, but I also think that when you're in more anonymous sort of social media settings and it's like the Wild West like Twitter and YouTube mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a it can easily become very toxic and you can be ganged up on and you can get you know, attacked, and um, I think specifically, people are very good at trolling, and they can punch you where it hurts. They they know your weaknesses. They know the the words to say. And I think when it comes to kids that are it, like in the LGBTQ, it's like they're gonna go first for the sexuality. Yeah, and it happens. It, there's a there's a an uptick this you know in these months one yeah. of the one of the 
the downsides or the cons to having something as you know as great as everyone celebrating Pride Month is that it also paints sort of a target on um, people, especially young people um, who are part of the LGBTQ community. Because during this month, there is a um, an increase in hate crimes, bullying, um, physical assaults, threats, um, and that's a lot to you know. A lot of people are. As simple as the, you've heard this thing. Why don't we, you know, why don't we have a straight Pride Month? Um, that sort of thing. Like it, it, it stems from that. Like people uh, are upset that a certain group of people get a month that they are celebrating who they are, and so that entices them to start putting people down. And it just, um, it's a bad situation. It's, it's these the, the people that do this are the same ones that say like. No, all lives matter, you know, or, yeah. you know, why do the, why do we need a black, um, history month or, you know, why do we need it's, and, the, and they're the same people that call us snowflakes and, uh, social justice warriors and yeah. Right. And you have to be careful, like in those, um, I, I, I the, the thing about the, the, People who are in the the alt right um, mm -hmm. are very 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 good at spinning a narrative that suits them, and it's 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 dog whistling is the, the term that's used. But if you think about it, um, saying the term, saying the thing, um, you know, like all lives matter, that's something that everybody without any context could get behind. You know what I mean? Like, yes, all lives do matter, but what what groups like the alt right do is you, you can't you they couldn't come out and say, um, black lives don't matter, or black lives suck. So what they do is they spin it in a way that is very nuanced and um, still gets what they're trying to you know get across but in a in a way that's acceptable or seems acceptable like hearing white lives matter or the all lives matter to counter the black lives matter what it does is it removes what the black lives matter movement started for in the first place right so um you have to be you have to be careful about um things like that uh, i've katie i've got a bunch of um like statistics and stuff that i can go mm -hmm. through or did you want to um start with with something on the, um, the cyberbullying end? You know, I've just been stuck in this very, like, toxic story that's been, you know, all over YouTube, and it's just becoming more and more prevalent and more and more obvious that all of this, like, bullying of um, James Charles is rooted in homophobia, and it's, you know, people have gotten so nasty and it's gotten to the point where I truly think that some people, they hate him so much that they almost want to make him kill himself or they want him to be like harmed. And it's... Do you want to ex explain who James Charles is for some, for the, for anyone oh, that, okay. that may not know who that is? So yeah, if you don't live, if you're not living in the beauty world. and. I think people that follow my channel know because, you know, we on my channel we cover a lot of, like, 
cosmetic woo and just sort of misinformation in the makeup world. And um, there's a sort of subset of like influencers that make videos, right? And James Charles is this, he's 20 years old. Um, he is like huge. He has like set almost 16 million like followers or subscribers. He's got 16 million on um, Instagram. And he's just like, I don't know, he's like very, he wears makeup. He's he was the first openly. He was the first huh? male um, cover girl, right? Yes. Yep. He was the first male like cover girl. He um, is very, you know, he's very openly gay. He's very, um, like, he's very, like, you know, like, he, he's pretty, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's, he wears beautiful makeup and he's very feminine and um, it's made him, and he also has this very charismatic, like, sort of out there personality and people either, like, really love him or they hate him and um, they started this whole thing, like, last month where they were accusing him of trying to make gay men or straight men gay by like coercing them and manipulating their sexuality. And it's like that tale is old time, um, you know, a stereotype that the gay guy is out to like make the straight guys be gay. It's number and three on the gay agenda, just to put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, it's created this just mass, like, even though the accusations were completely proven false, even though the person that, like, the Tati Westbrook is the one who dropped these allegations, and she said that he coerced a waiter in Seattle. But then the waiter came forward, and he even made an apology video even yesterday. He uploaded it yesterday and basically said that, like, he led James on. He was doing it for clout. He was faking being gay to get, like, something out of it. And it's like it doesn't matter now everyone has branded him a sexual predator and it's the sick double standard because his behavior in terms of like how some females are with men um it's not even as aggressive you know it's not even as like some girls can be really forward right and mm. like telling guys they're hot you know mm. but because he's gay that's super over the line so you know made me uncomfortable, you know? And so it's just created this very toxic dynamic. And now everyone's labeling him a sexual predator. And even though it's not true, <laughs> and, and the bullying continues. And drama channels um, that are in the YouTube, like in the YouTube beauty world are so toxic and they're playing up this narrative. And even other gay men are calling him a predator. It's just, even like, I've realized that there's even homophobia within the gay community. It's the, the the thing that I mean, and you can see, uh, there's examples of this in I think every um, community. It it, I mean, even even close to home here, there, some the the narrative can get put out there that may be false. Maybe not everyone has all the information, um, and they run with the first thing that they hear, and yep. it's a snowball effect. And so what happens is because a you know, a large group of people rally behind something, it gets carried away, and everybody just sort of follows that. It's just a natural, I think, thing with um, with with people. But um, 
I wanted to like if you look over to beside me, to mm -hmm. uh, on the like right here, I've got yeah. a bunch of what I'm going to be going through in like infograph form so that it it you guys can follow along um, or just read through as we go along. But these are some pretty. Hmm. I'm sorry. How do I get this toolbar off the side? Um, if you move your mouse, when that little uh -huh. when when the the toolbar comes pops up at the bottom, hit the yeah. very last one. The very last option or the icon. That should take it away. Um, but it okay. says how uh we're in talking about cyberbullying. Um, and these are statistics for um people who are in in school like your mm -hmm. high schoolers because i think that's where and that's where the, the statistics lie um and the people that are affected the most with this um they're the people who are you know constantly obsessed with the likes and the um you know who's looking who's following me who's looking at this it really affects people growing in, in that sort of mindset growing up and um 34 percent of um People who were surveyed have admitted to um, experiencing a form of cyberbullying. 12% of students admit um, to cyberbullying someone in their life. 16.9% um, of students profess to be to have been cyberbullied in the past 30 days. Now, the trend of this, the prevalence, is that from 2007 to 2016, when these studies were conducted. It has almost doubled. In 2007, yeah. it was 18%. Now it's up to 34%. And I think that's because a, a almost everything that we do now is online. Um, yeah. And there's this new word that people put out there called um, FOMO. You know FOMO? Fear of missing out of something. Yes. So, yeah. um, so people are constantly looking to... And, and you know... Social media is weird because I think it's important, but I also think to a certain extent it's it's very destructive to a lot of people's lives that can't handle it in the right way. Like if um, I know a lot of people that I know personally that paint a view of their life online that it's nothing like it is in real life. Um, yeah. It's it doesn't reflect that, and um, the the sheer like if they don't feel like they get enough likes or hearts or um, you know comments on a post that they put on Facebook, it just it will spin some people into a depression. And I think getting caught up in that, right. it it leads people to be more susceptible to instances of of bullying because when there is pushback, and here's the here's another thing too. I also don't think while I think that cyberbullying is um, atrocious, it's a problem and it needs to be addressed. In a lot of cases, I also don't think that the internet is a safe space. I think the internet is a place where um, people that you don't know are going to be saying things to you, about you, the way you look, the way you talk, um, right. the, the way you move, the, the, the every little detail about you is going to be analyzed by people. And under the guise of anonymity or because some people just don't you know, give a fuck – they're going to tell you things. They're going to cut you down. They're going to insult you. Right. And um, you have to be able to gauge whether or not the Internet is a a place that you can 
that it may be healthy for you in a mindset. So if you are somebody that feels like, you know, every time you go online you're getting attacked by something, there needs to be, uh, and I don't know how you do this, how would you go offline? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, how would you... Yeah, I don't know. Not go online. That's a uh, that's an interesting problem. No ideas? You're supposed to solve everything. Oh no! I think we lost Katie again. <laughs> Katie, you cut out on me again. That's okay though. Um, the most common reason behind cyberbullying is relationship issues, so between um, couples. And then 23% of cyberbullying victims reported the incident to a parent or school authority figure. And 71% of um, young people admit to being concerned about the impact of cyberbullying. I think that's, um, that's probably low, or seems low to me. So who are the victims of cyberbullying? 20% of children ages 9 through 11 uh, admit to being cyberbullied. 42% um, of LGBTQ students profess to have been cyberbullied, um, a significantly higher rate than for other students. Um, fortunately, I, um, well, I mean, I guess it wouldn't count for me because I wasn't out, but my brother was when we were in school, and um, he didn't, uh, fortunately, which is, I know this is a rare anecdotal instance but um he didn't get bully which was a um a good thing so there there are instances in where it doesn't happen and especially in a small town it, it's really strange hey you're back i don't keep that it says the host keeps kicking me out i have i promise you i i like you here i'm not <laughs> not kicking you out um i was just going through real quick who gets um who's the target of cyberbullying um 90 of yeah. students say that they've experienced um, cyberbullying in person, um, overweight students are far more likely to be ridiculed, um, and uh, shockingly, 40% of U.S. adults admit to experiencing a form of cyberbullying. That doesn't surprise me. Really? No. Not at all. Why is that? I'm curious. I think people are just emboldened by the anonymity of being online, and that the fact that you're never going to see the person face to face and it's easier to attack someone when you are behind a keyboard i guess um like i, I don't maybe in and, and this is it's going to vary from person to person um i guess like like i have even in the past week have you know been on the receiving end of uh, quite a lot of not so pleasant things but i don't um like i wouldn't consider that cyberbullying myself you know maybe it's, it's it's a subjective i don't i just think it's people ex, you know expressing their, their 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 opinion but um i guess i it, think it's like if it's if it continues but i do i would say like the behavior that was exhibited towards you was very abusive even if people are angry it's not okay to like lash out and like attack and like i think part of the problem what has in specifically in like online communities is that it's really easy to get one story. But I'm not talking about like what happens with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah. I'm just saying like I see this a lot. Oh my god, my dogs are totally fighting behind me. It's cute. Um, but 
you know, you, you'll get, if there's like a split in any kind, it happens on all kinds of communities. And it's like, sure. people get really connected to one person. And then it's like all, like everything, all logic, all like emotion takes over and it takes over all like thinking. Yeah. And Ma so and you, you're not making rational choices anymore. And you started doing things and it becomes a mob mentality, which it's, I see it all the time. I guess it's just I guess it's just a subjective um, opinion. Like I, I just you know me personally, I don't take it as as um, cyberbullying. Forty percent of of of, you, of all adults though seem really high for me. And maybe again, that's just because um, I look at it differently than um, you know. I just know that they're they're assholes on on the internet. So, um, but here's the this is the most surprising thing. Forty two percent of cyberbullying takes place with when kids um reported this experienced it on instagram 37 percent on facebook and 31 percent on snapchat instagram being the number yeah that's shocking that doesn't surprise me because instagram is like the number one like social media tool for kids and and they do i was seen and i they do different awful things where they take photos of people and have people vote on stuff and like who's the ugliest and like you know it's just really nasty nasty wow. and they have like little group photo areas that you can only invite people into so people can't see what's going on okay and it just you know they share photos like of people that like they take photos or they get nudes of stuff they like a lot of that's a really big thing is that high school boys coerce girls into getting nudes and then they put them on Instagram and then, you know, the girls are like sexually exploited through their photos being on Instagram. Can you do uh, nudity on Instagram? I, I'm not on Instagram. Um, I, 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 I got off Instagram a long time I think ago. they do like blur outs, you know, or, okay. you know, like. What was shocking to me though is that uh, Twitter is not on here. And Twitter, to me, would be the number one place that you would find. Um, yeah, like what Twitter's the hell is a with fucking all the porn? dumpster fire. Like, like, what is with the, all the porn on Twitter? I don't get it. Oh no, I'm fine with the I'm fine with the porn on Twitter. I'm talking about like, <laughs> I thought that it would be that this would be the most common. Well, I guess I guess young people aren't on Twitter, but Twitter is like a. No, the average the average Twitter user is 55 years old. Oh god. Oh no. I am getting old. Um, yeah, uh, that seems to. It, Twitter's a virtual dumpster fire, so that, that that was shocking to me. But it makes sense because there's not um, there, there's kids. Age, uh, social media use has been found to correlate with mental illness. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, mental issues like eating disorders and sleep disturbances. Cyberbullying victims are twice as likely to consider suicide. Oh man, they're going strong. Oh, I, I know. They're going nuts right now. You guys. Frida, stop. calm down. It's Frida and Sweetie. Oh, my God. Calm down. Oh, evicted. They're going to go destroy. Like, they're going to go, like, eat a shoe or something. You guys, like, my, my dogs always lose their mind at, like, this time of night. They were going at it. Um... Ten studies have yeah. found a link between cyberbullying and depression, and then five percent of cyberbullying victims report self-harm. So, victims of cyberbullying are twice as likely to consider suicide. That's um, that's 
That's a startling statistic, I think. Um, okay, there I am. There you go. Now, here's the thing in, in, in schools. Um, where does it take place? 29% in the classroom. 29% in the hallways or, or locker rooms or lockers. 23% uh, in the in the cafeteria. 19% um, during gym class and 12.2% torture in the bathroom. <laughs> I think you're... Are you going again? Katie, it's uh, it's a conspiracy. They just don't want to hear you. I think Tati's Tati's got your stream. Um, let me pull up my other thing here. Um, so there's a there's another group, and I think that this is probably uh, I'm this. Here. This is annoying. Are you here? Yeah, your signal keeps dropping out on uh. On this end, Katie, it's saying that it's not picking up a signal from you. Maybe reset your router. Um, so there's a group of there, there's a group of people like when you think about hate crimes and you think about uh, bullying, there are obvious groups of people that come to mind. Um, obviously, people bully people based on their race, based on their um, their size, based on whether or not they're gay or um, what have you but there's a group of people that I, I wanted to really focus on tonight because I it, it's imp, it's important that we don't forget this group and they actually make up a large part of people who receive or are on the receiving end of bullying or um, hate crimes um, violence against people with disabilities is more widespread than you think and this is from the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center um, this is a story about Jennifer Daltrey um, who was 30 years old in Pennsylvania she had intellectual disabilities um, she was smiley and trusting a Steelers fan who loved dancing scary movies auto mechanics and making friends um, Jennifer was about to move out of her parents house and into her own apartment she um, which she wanted more than anyone she wanted uh, independence meaningful work love and a family of her own someday um, this is my time to start new for myself and making some new friends and not being afraid of anything she posted on her myspace page in February of 2010 three weeks later her stepdad took her to catch a bus to Greensburg for a medical appointment and a sleepover at a friend's place that was the last he saw of her. I remember her exact words, she said. Um, pa, I will see you tomorrow afternoon. Tell mom I love her. And then she gave me a kiss on the cheek. Um, hold that thought, everyone. I'm going to send Katie a new video call real quick. Just a two second break. Okay. Okay. Now, turn that on, turn that on. And hopefully, maybe this time, Katie will be able to stay with us. Let's find out.
Okay. Um, at some point in Greensburg, Jennifer met up with six men and women, ages 17 through 36, who she thought were friends over the course of two days. They took turns humiliating and torturing her in their crash pad apartment. As she begged them to let her go, they beat her, stomped on her stomach, cut off her hair, painted her face with nail polish, and forced her to swallow vile concoctions of detergent, oil, medications, urine, and uh, feces. Um, held captive in the bathroom, she was forced to write a suicide note before she was stabbed over and over again with a steak knife. Her wrists were slit, her throat slashed. When she still clung to life, two of her killers wrapped a string of Christmas lights around her neck with um, one on each side. They pulled and uh, then they stole a neighbor's garbage can, stuffed her body inside, dragged it through the snow for two blocks, and left it in a school parking lot. Oh my god, that's horrible. This story is awful. Um, and what I'm doing is, I'm, 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 what I wanted to make sure is like people, when, when you think about hate crimes and bullying, a lot of people jump to, uh, okay, people will bully you about your race, your size, whether you're gay or not. But a group of people yeah. that they don't think about are the people who are disabled. Um, oh my god yeah individuals with disabilities right. are um bullied at a rate of like four times greater than the average person it's, um and like 67 percent of people that are disabled end up getting bullied at some point it's awful and this story um when i read it i mean like uh i, I was choked up the first time i read it um and now you know i just get that visceral reaction of um anger but um Murphy, uh, let me let's see. Although Jennifer killers, Jennifer's kill, Jennifer's killers were not charged with hate crimes. They were aggressively prosecuted and received sentences varying from decades in prison to life without parole, and two got the death penalty. Um, wow. The savagery that Jennifer uh, Daltrey suffered isn't as rare as one would hope, though. The most recent analysis of a national crime victimization survey by the U.S. Bureau of Chief uh, Bureau of Justice indicates that people with disabilities are 2.5 times more likely to experience violence than those without, and much of that violence is extraordinarily cruel and st and sadistic. When a crime is motivated by a person's physical, intellectual, or psychiatric disability, it's a hate crime. But disability hate crimes in this country are woefully underreported, underinvestigated. Yeah and under prosecuted um, because they're done by family members right um, when 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 people think of hate crimes they think of neo-nazis they think of racism they think of homophobia they just don't seem to think of people with disabilities as being a protected category um, it's the invisible hate crime um, this is uh, this is the life that I live yeah and it's it's like I'm gonna get into uh, I'm, uh, there's a breakdown of statistics on people that um, are, if you look at the women with intellectual disability, the incidents, the incidences of rape and sexual assault are astronomical. Uh, let's see. Hey, go ahead, Katie. Um, I'm gonna pull something up real quick, but you can. I was just gonna say this. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I'm just such an advocate against bullying because, like, obviously, my son has a below normal IQ and these individuals that have um so there's a population there's like intellectually disabled and then there's people that have like lower than normal iqs and they're considered what are called vulnerable adults 
because they don't function at the same level that you or I do, um, but they appear like they do. And so they are extremely easy targets and they become like terrorized by people. And it's horrible. But in terms of like the severe abuse, you'll see with like the people that are severely disabled, it is like the bullying and like the abuse, it's just neglect. Mm -hmm. And another shocking thing is, um, this also comes from the FBI. Uh, this is a, there was an increase from 2016 to 2017 in um, hate crimes against people with disabilities. And um, the hate crimes committed on the basis of disability increased from 70 reported incidents to 116 between 2016 2017. That's a 65% increase in one year. Because President Douchebag on the campaign trail mocked a reporter with a disability and mm. once he did that it emboldened all of the people that are on that side of the spectrum to say whatever it is that they want about people with disabilities i literally just had the most atrocious interaction with one of my neighbors last week where i was told that if my son has so many issues he just shouldn't be in school what? And to him, like people with disabilities are like, they shouldn't be in the community. What? And they're emboldened by a president who doesn't give a shit. So I guess the the another important thing to talk about now um, with this is what exactly is hate speech? Because um, in doing like being on YouTube, you hear that a lot. Um, there are instances of people that are deplatformed, and um, you know the the platform will claim it's for you know using hate speech. But what exactly um, is hate speech? Um, generally, hate speech is speech that uh, demeans on the basis of race, ethnicity, gender, religion, age, disability, or any other similar um, ground. Um, is hateful but the pr uh, the proudest boast hold on hates this is a quote um, it's offensive or bigoted speech um, that is directed towards someone on the basis of race ethnicity gender religion age disability um, sexual orientation um, etc um, the a hate crime Here's the, this is an important distinction too. Hate itself is not a crime. We can put that out there. Right. Um, as yeah. someone who is um, who is gay, um, I am fully aware and I accept and I you know I'm, I go through my day knowing that there are people who do not like me or um, you know for whatever reason they 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 don't like the fact that I like other men, so they're never gonna. You know, warm up to me. There, it's one of those things. Like I go through my day to day knowing that. Um, yeah. For the purposes of uh, collecting statistics, the FBI has to define a hate crime as a criminal offense against a person or property motivated in whole or in part by the offender's bias against race, religion, disability, sexual orientation, ethnicity, gender, or gender identity. Um, hate crimes, which can also encompass um, color or national origin. 
um, include uh, violent acts against a person or property, violation of civil rights, conspiracy, or certain true threats or acts of intimidation. The Supreme Court has upheld laws that either criminalize these acts or impose a harsher punishment when it can be proven that the defendant targeted the victim because of the victim's race, ethnicity, um, or beliefs. Now, the, the one that's, the, the case that sticks out to me the most is um, Matthew Shepard. Do you remember that? Oh, Stop. God, yes. Um, yes. Oh, my God, that was horrible. Yeah. And um, that sort of, I think, did went a long way in speeding up sort of these these laws and protections and the the, the I thing still, with... I still, like, can, like, imagine, like, him yeah. tied to that fence. Yeah. It was not... Um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want if, to... If you don't know what we're talking about, um, look it up because it's important. Um, it's a really hard story to get through. Um, it's really tragic, and um, it it went a long way, I think, in sort of galvanizing these sort of hate crime protections. Um, when people just sort of target someone for one specific thing about them, and what I don't understand, um, and this is the last thing that um, I want to make sure that that I say on this issue is that um, we have to share this this planet this life, this society with other people. It's just a fact of life. Yeah. And for whatever reason, there are people out there that get to where someone being different than them, someone thinking different than them, someone loving different than them, someone um, being a different color than they are, or um, it really gets at them. It gets under their skin. Um, they can't stand it. It a lot of times is motivated by uh, religious means um, because religion has sort of fueled a narrative that different is bad and you're not supposed to, you know, we're all supposed to be the same, but we're not. We're not all the right. same. We're all different. And different is what makes life beautiful. Being different is what creates things like the the ability to have a device in your hand that you can literally do everything on. Your banking, um, watch the latest videos, um, see what your um, what you know your ex is having for lunch on Instagram. Like <laughs> different minds create these things. Being right. different defines who we are as a a a people. It, it is the cornerstone of the beauty of life. If we were all the same, if we all fought the same, if we all believed the same, if we all dressed the same, if we all loved the same, imagine how stagnant things would be. Imagine how boring things would be, how bland things would be, how um, we, we wouldn't be able to advance. Being different, thinking no. different, doing different, loving different, it's what it's part of the human experience, and thankfully, yeah. thankfully, there seems to be a trend where the uh, what is what did Martin Luther King used to say? The arc of history. It's sort of beginning to bend back towards right and justice. People are dropping their their fear of people who are gay um, we no longer discriminate or, or segregate based on the color of your skin there's no longer a white water fountain or a 
Blackwater Fountain. We we right. we drop these barriers and we embrace people for people and we benefit. So you you can't ever take for granted the as the story with the police officer at the beginning of this. You can't ever take for granted the ability for these hateful people to get into offices of power or offices where in a in an emergency in an instance of cyber bullying or bullying or a hate crime what he said from that the a law enforcement officer what he said from that pulpit was a hate crime and this is supposed to be the the person that we turn to to uh, to stop that sort of thing so be aware of Especially in this election, these next coming elections are are vital. We have to be careful of who we're voting in office, what our um, our our the people in our government are doing. Um, be aware of that stuff, and just embrace people for who they are, and not for what you think they should be or what they're not in your eyes. Unless they're hurting a child. Yeah, I think that that pretty much goes in in every case. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah. Don't embrace people like I, who who hurt children. I can get behind that. Yeah, like you know, like you can believe in all your wooey stuff, but don't inflict that on a kid. Okay, like you can believe in God, but like don't inflict that on a kid. You know that kind of stuff. Like I just, um, I. I'm not like even though I'm an atheist I have so many people that follow me that are Christians and I don't care like I'm not the kind of atheist that's like just because you're religious I can't be your friend like that's sure. ridiculous that's 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 like me discriminating against them for believing something that I don't like everyone goes in their own journey and whatever gets them through the day and as long as they don't impose it on me and I don't impose it on them I think you can live in harmony it's just when people start feeling like they need to impose everything you know sure yeah no i agree um and they're... i think it's really important really important that when you're online you need to be not necessarily surrounding yourself by the people that are all thinking the same because then you get into an echo chamber completely agree um i think that it's um it's it's important to remember too that there are good you know there are good people who believe in um, in religion and that don't harm people, and those aren't the people that yep. I'm talking to. Um, I'm referring to right. the people that are vocal about this this hate, um, that are rooting their hate in the Bible. And number one, you can't take anyone seriously. I don't think that comes out with stating that the Bible is the pure, perfect word of God, and there are no errors in it. I mean, right, no. that's just demonstrably false. Even if you took everything in the book to be true, there are so many contradictions that, um, like, to be able to convince yourself that that is an actual possibility just means that you you either are um, really dumb or you're not thinking clearly. I mean, there's just no other yeah. way around that. Um, so, anything anything else? You want to no, I'm just really glad that we did this this topic. I'm so sad that I kept getting kicked out, but whatever. It's okay. Um, you 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 made it till the end. That's all that matters. Um, yeah, it's. A, I did. It, I did. It's an important. Um, it's a very important topic, um, and one that 
we need to um, be mindful of, especially people with disabilities, because these are people that can't um, they they can't take up for themselves in a lot of these cases. They're they're very vulnerable, and, and anytime. On... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was no. gonna say they're counting on people that are like neurotypical or more abled bodied sure. to you know do the right things for them. Right. And I you have to be like anytime you see instances of where this is happening where people are getting bullied or pushed around or um like let someone know if you can't you know if you don't feel comfortable enough to to step in and and try to stop it call someone because that could be the difference but like like the statistic that i read a minute ago they're twice that people who are bullied are twice as likely to to um have suicidal thoughts and well like yeah i mean just to sort of like go touch back on this like all that stuff that happened to the James Charles, he became suicidal. Yeah. You know, and it's like you you don't. And then when you get into this like mob mentality, then people like don't believe that they're suicidal, and then they mock the being sure. suicidal, and then it gets even more harmful. Yeah. Um, and I think especially online when you're seeing it online, I think you shouldn't be afraid to stand up, even if it's not the popular opinion, even if it's gonna get you attacked, to say this isn't right, this isn't okay. I will always like call it out if I see it. I have zero tolerance for that kind of behavior. Even if I don't necessarily like, like the person, I still don't think that it's fair to bully someone. Sure, and um, just be aware of that. Like you, you don't want someone um, hurting themselves. Like I don't think that there's anything right. I don't think there's anything worth, um, in, you know, and I know there, there are people get in arguments online and, and it can get out of hand and that sort of thing, but you don't want it to go into where someone like actually gets hurt, I don't think, if you're a decent person. You know, nobody wants that. So just be mindful of that. If you see someone that um, is getting, if there are any, you know, young people that are watching um, this and you're still in school for whatever reason and you see someone, um, getting bullied at your school um, I promise you you will think back one day um, you will look back and those instances where either you were the bully or you were in an in you were in a situation where you could have stopped it or prevented it those will come back to you and yeah. it will haunt you um, you will have to you know you will think about those those instances when you get older I know it doesn't seem like that now but I promise you when you get um, my age and you're looking back in things of, of high school and you, the 10 year reunion comes around and you start remembering things those instances come back in the forefront of your mind and it's not a good feeling if you're in one of those situations I'm telling you that so and it's not a good feeling to be on the receiving end and having nobody like sticking up for you right you know yeah. So, like, I have never gone to one of my high school reunions because I was bullied so viciously. I've literally, I've been 22 years out, and I have not been to one. Because still, 22 years later, I don't want to see these people. Yeah, well, I can think of uh, um, an instance. Like, I never bullied anyone, but I was, um, I was in a, um, it was out back behind one of the, the classrooms. And um, I was in a situation where... I could have intervened 
and chose not to. And I think about that all the time. Um, he was actually the and the, the the kid that I you know could have intervened for. He was actually the first person that I saw at my um, ten year um, reunion, and um, he I, I wanted to make sure that I went up to him and you know shook his hand and make sure that you know he was doing good. And he's more <laughs> the, the ironic thing is is that he's he's he was the most successful person out of the entire um, the entire graduating class. I mean he's that um, doesn't surprise me. So. Um, yeah, just it. You will you will regret it if you were on you know if you could have done something or you were a, a bully because those things do come back to you. Um, so just be a, don't be a dick, and life will be good. Yeah, don't, don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. Um, okay, uh, Katie, always a pleasure to um, to see you. I hope that you don't get uh, any. Nice. I hope you don't get nice any spot. more suits or anything like that. Oh, it's every day in my life. Yeah. I always uh, like. I always feel like if I'm pissing someone off, I'm doing my job right. So. That's right. Um, Just do if it. I, if if a, me a measly little YouTuber with 4,500 fault like subscribers and my my column that gets you know maybe 500,000 views on a good month, if I can piss people off that have millions of views a day, I'm doing something right. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> Own it, girl. Well, um, uh, we will be back. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at eight p.m. Um, for Opinionated. Um, make sure that you uh, check out Katie's blog and um, follow her and see who she's pissing off um, tomorrow. And yeah, uh, and come check me out on YouTube too if you want. To yeah, see me. yeah, and um, you guys have a fantastic night. We'll see you tomorrow.